This is Do By Friday, a weekly challenge podcast. This week's challenge, Draft Your Diamond Dogs from Ted Lasso. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing this morning? Oh, great. Um, I'm fighting Skype as one does. Oh my God, what a terrible app. <laughs> Um, why can't I just go see what somebody's Skype handle is? Is there even any way to do that? Like if like you, I was going to verify with you what, you know what, you know what, you know what, never mind. Mm. Last of special. Okay. Uh, is Alexandra here? Alexandra. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I guess they'll come when they damn well feel like it. Hello, Mark. Is this the show? Is is this the show? I don't know. What's in the show is in the show. It's your show. Uh, um, uh, this is Mark. Hi, hi, Mark. Mark Bramhill. Um, Alexandra is uh, taking their sweet fucking time showing up. Um, so I guess you and I will talk for a minute. Do you have an Apple Watch, Mark? I do. I am not wearing it right now, but uh, that's okay. It was uh, my. I had the first generation one, which I got on day one, um, and then I thought it was a cool toy and did not feel the need to buy a new one for years, and then the battery died. Uh, mm-hmm. Just spectacularly, um, but then my grandma got ri- wanted to get rid of her fourth generation one, and she gave that to me. <laughs> so awesome. now I have a new Apple Watch. Uh, mm. Well, mostly awesome. She's um, uh, the it's the electromagnetic fields and five G and stuff that she's afraid of. So that's well, the less awesome part. But <laughs> well, you'll, you'll you'll come around eventually after after the government's done scrambling your fucking brain. Oh yeah, yeah. It's gonna give you give you wrist cancer. <laughs> cigars you smoke that are going to give you cancer. My, I, you know, I've been having the battery travails that everybody has been getting, mm-hmm. and I thought it was fixed, and then I updated again, and now <laughs> I got the battery problems again. I've unpaired and re-dash paired three times. I'm on the latest everything, mm-hmm. no betas, and my battery's still uh, hot garbage. It's driving me nuts. It's, it's something where I think if I relied on my watch more, I I would probably have the same complaints. Well, I you know I I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a true fact, which is uh and I'm gonna begin this true fact by saying it would be crazy for me to throw away an old Apple Watch. <laughs> so otherwise I'm gonna sound fancy like that Path guy with two iPhones. Um, no, I have two Apple Watches. Well, technically I have three Apple Watches, but I have two Apple Watches: my new one and my old one. Because I, again, QED, I don't throw an old Apple Watch away, which is amazing in that I can just you know always be charging one and wearing the other and I, I i started employing the underscore david smith method of um you know charging twice a day for like half hour an hour and it worked great but now with two watches i'm always charged but here's the thing i woke up this morning i woke up this morning i'm at 15 percent on a series six watch <laughs> explain <laughs> that to me what the fuck oh man mm. Are there other precautions in as much as you're comfortable saying, and we can stop this right this second if you want, are there other things, if you know people in your life who are taking precautions uh, about, you know, electricity, are there other kinds of things those people employ that you're aware of? What about Himalayan candle? Do you know about Himalayan candles, Mark? I don't don't know about a Himalayan candle. What is, uh, do tell. Well... I mean, it's kind of like a, a St. Bob Muller candle, but for people who are paranoid, and you get this thing, and it's those crusty looking, it looks kind of like a scab, and mm-hmm. you light it up, and supposedly, supposedly, you get a Himalayan candle, 
and that takes all the radio out of the air. Okay. You can go look it up. You can go look it up. But I'm not, I'm not saying anybody, anybody's family's a nut, but I am aware of that this is a thing people get. It's like a, a, a heat sink for, for radio waves. Cool. And, and a candle. <laughs> well, there's all kinds of waves. There's waves, there's particles, and none of them are on your side, Mark. None of them are on your side. They're all out to get you. They're going to burn your feet through the floor. They're conspiring, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you may be a targeted individual. I have a, t- I have a quiz here that you can take with me to discover whether you're a targeted individual. No, I don't. Where's Alex? What's happening? Hello? Ugh. Really? Is that what we're going to do here? Hello? Said you were unavailable. Hello. Oh, hi, Princess. Thanks for coming. I'm, 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 I'm in here. I'm on Skype. I'm on Skype. Oh. You know, it's funny. You have been there the whole time. I made up the part about it saying you were unavailable. I'm sorry. I was trying to gaslight you. Okay. Give okay. a Himalayan candle. Be honest. I don't know what that okay. is. Nice And cover. I'm afraid if I literally say anything, it will be racist because I don't... <laughs> the Himalayas are a mountain. Where are the Himalayas? Oh, wow, wow, wow. I've already... I'm sorry to... Wait, wait to, re- wait to reduce a people... You're going to give me an Indian burn? Should we say Indian style? Himalayan style? I don't know. That's the thing. I'm like, is this a pejorative? Is Mark Uh here? Help. Mark, help. Mark's not here. Wait, he he better be here. What the fuck? Oh, Oh, come on. Well, well, well. I'm Merlin Man. I know. Oh, look at me. I own Microsoft. I control computers. Ah, look at me. I run everything. I'm Merlin. (laughs) Everything's my fault. I own Microsoft. I have Himalayan candles to protect me from radio waves. I'm Alex. I'm coming whenever I feel like it or not. So she said. No. They said. That's oh. what they said. <laughs> That's what they said. <laughs> now people have so many things to be mad about. Good morning. How are we today? It's Wednesday, November 11th. Happy Veterans Day. Not that you should be stealing valor, valor with that, but... No. Uh, I did not... Uh... To all who observe. <laughs> I just realized that... I guess I don't... I mean, I am. we're not recording this during a Midwestern work day. Um, but if, hmm. I, if we were to be doing that at 11.30 a.m. Chicago time, I'd be surprised that I don't have the day off for Veterans Day. Are, wait, they're stealing valor. I think I, I'm trying to. Like, I'm trying to do the math in my head. Mark, maybe, Mark, you're probably better at math than I am. I'm trying to do this in my head. So we, mm-hmm. you steal valor if you pretend you're a veteran. They work 40 yes. years to give veterans choice, and they couldn't get it done. But veteran, if you're a veteran, you're allowed to celebrate. It's not Memorial Day because that's that's for the ones we lost. Never forget. Veterans mm-hmm. Day, we celebrate all veterans. We don't call it Armistice Day anymore. We don't call it Remembrance Day. It's Veterans Day. So the fact that my wife and my daughter both have a holiday today, are they stealing valor? Alexander, are you stealing valor right now? Should you be at work? No. I I am stealing valor because I am, I, I, or I should say, I think that anybody who is not giving their employees off is stealing valor because we should be valorizing uh, the veterans, but I'm not. I see. So what you're saying is you're proud to be an American, where at least you know you're free. Okay. The the hmm. oh oh no. Here's the problem. That song doesn't actually get into my head. A song, the song by Toby Keith. Mm-hmm. I'm Toby. Marks, you know. <laughs> is that how it goes? How's it go? No, no. Uh-huh. Uh, Don't hand me a wreath. I'm just Toby Keith. I wish. And then there's that song by Scottish guys called Sunshine on Leith. 
All right, we're going to... Mm. Should we start? Right, hold on. Is this the show? This is the show. Hold on, hold on. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Many, many people are typing. <laughs> we we got we, we, we to gotta do this. I'm, I'm putting... Oh, he, oh. oh, it's all right. It, it is called Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. <laughs> right. Oh, God. This song... Mark, are you familiar with this song? Uh, from that title? No, oh, I, okay. I have no idea. Is this one of those, like, one of those open letters to someone in the Middle East, we're going to kick your ass kind of songs? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we're just going to watch the beginning of this now because I am, f- f- I, I'm happy, I'm so happy for the veterans and. Thank you for your service. Angry, you made me angry, uh, sir or madam or mm, they. any other. Yeah, I know. I got myself. I walked- There's no such thing as an ex-Marine. First to go, last to know. Oh, it's called, so this is called Courtesy, uh, oh, this is all capitalized, not, not, not all caps, but not correct title case, it's called Courtesy of the Red, comma, White, and Blue, uh, Missing the Oxford Comma, makes it sound like a law firm, Peren the Angry American. Oh, God, it starts American off like a live, ugh. Capitalized. Recognize when we see your glory flying. There's a lot of men dead. So oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's, the, it's the kid from <laughs> Parks and Rec. My daddy served in the army. We lost his right oh eye. Oh, my flew a flag out in our yard. Till the day that he died. <laughs> oh, no, I got, one in the, I got one in the chamber right after this. We'll be playing, so don't worry. This is the show now. You know, if you try to play this on a guitar that's not a flag, you can't hear it. <laughs> oh, I think it's Adam Baldwin in Full Metal Jacket, maybe? Okay, get ready, get ready. It's going to drop. <laughs> oh, this. Oh, my God. God damn it. Drop the beat, Francis. <laughs> Ooh. These look like guys who formed a band while working together at a Costco. It's catchy. That's why I fucking hate it. Oh, Oh, there's the guitar guy. All right, now, 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 Quinn, you must keep all one minute and 36 seconds of that in because people just need to know. They need to know our sins today (laughs) because Toby Keith is stealing valor and... It made the worst song and the worst music video. <laughs> yes, the 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 character the character the Bo Burnham character on Parks and Rec is named Chip Chip <laughs> McCap, and his song is called "Beautiful Like My Mom." Parentheses support the troops. <laughs> but that's not what I'm sending you. What I am sending you is something from the golden age of jingoistic novelty songs. Uh, and this is from, I believe, 1979. Now I have not listened to this in a while, so I, I don't know if this is as good as I remember. But I'm sending you, I'm sending you a link. I'm clicking, and let me know when you're ready. We'll all do a three, two, one, click. All right, I am ready when you are. Support our troops. Oh, 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 God, this is so so fucking bad. Okay, three. Well, okay, so this is called. Well, let's let's come back to the title. This is uh this is uh a song uh from 1979 and uh, three. Two, one, click. 
Oh no. Oh, oh no. From that beat, it's off to a good start. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. your You think you're so darn bad, Oh, my God. Because we can take our BB guns, blow your bones to the sun. Just our Boy Scouts can wipe you out. Just our Boy Scouts. Someday soon, call me You'll burn one flag too many. That doesn't rhyme. About to feel his cloud. Oh boy. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. That's good. Oh, the first 50 oh. seconds of the Roger Hallmark 1979 jam, a message to Khomeini. Oh God. You know what? At least I, I don't know why I'm saying at least. And then he's got a little, he's got a little chant that he, <laughs> that he, <laughs> he kind of does a scat. He does like a, uh, like a, a scat. Is a uh, you know kind of like blah, 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 but I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do the voice. No, no, let's not. Let's not. Oh boy. God, Roger Hallmark. Where is he now? <laughs> These used to be. I think. I think after Rick Dees did, uh, who was a, a a morning DJ mainly in the '70s, and later became like a star. His first big thing was Disco Duck. Right, you know the song Disco Duck. Sure, sure. Uh, yes, it was I a do. pretty sure. early disco song, as disco songs go. But, like, there was this whole spate of, like, morning zoo-ish, you know, of increasingly jingoistic uh, songs like this. Um, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, that's on Vulcan Records, and you'll find it in show notes. Happy Veterans Day, mm. guys. Happy the, Veterans the, Day. The, 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 good to know that we, st- we still have intergener- mm. intergenerational musical racism as well as systematic. Hooray! Oh, I think I, I I admire the purity of this, though. You know, I don't. This guy, this guy's not fucking around. He's not playing a red, white, and blue guitar. I, He's wearing a towel and chanting. It's full on. It's a mess. It's a message to Khomeini, which which rhymes with some things, but not other oh things. Oh my god! Uh. <laughs> there, Mister Itella, I know you call us yellow. If you don't lower the gas, we're gonna lower the boom. I hate it. I hate this so much. Because obviously it was sung by Jello Biafra from Dead Kennedys. Hello, everyone, and welcome hey. <laughs> to my Friday. We challenge Mark hey. Randall. Hi, uh, uh, Alexandra, introduce our guest. Oh, our fine guest here is Mark Bramhill, the creator of uh, perhaps my... Oh, sorry, sorry boys. Uh, my favorite tech podcast now that i'm saying it out loud wow which is called welcome to macintosh he is also the creator correct me if i'm wrong uh oh well the co-creator with jeremy burge of person in lotus position man person and and woman in lotus position depending on the unicode consortium's feeling that day uh and <laughs> this is a great introduction I, you know what it's all utter, relevant. utter clarity it's all on relevant it's all it's all okay <laughs> it's all relevant you're the jazz you're the jazz girl. I'm, go, I'm go, the go, jazz go, girl. go do your towel-headed scat all right apparently tom waits is going to introduce mark He's the man who makes podcasts. More. Tell me how to use some, Somewhat more relevant uh, is that M- Mark has just released a new podcast called Enthusiast. And would you like to tell us about it, Mark? Because you're the, not just a, a podcast, a big podcast boy. You are a, a big radio boy as well. And I don't want to diminish your show about the birds because I've forgotten. <laughs> how big is this radio? How big is it? Is it big, big radio? <laughs> big, big, 
big, big old, a big, I, what? Big public radio, yeah. Big, public, <laughs> big structural Bailey radio. <laughs> Mark, uh, can yeah. you tell us about? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that we finally got to have you on on the program, as Merlin calls it. Uh, can you tell us about your new show, oh, Enthusiasm? Wow. En- enthusiast? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I have actually heard it. I, I made I made yes. Mark send me shares. Well, it's a it's a big radio. It's a mouthful. If you know in what advance. I mean. There's. <laughs> 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 Can I eat your radio? Um, oh. Tell us about the enthusiast, yeah. Mark. What even is it? Yeah. Um, so enthusiast is a very, very short show. The episodes are four to like eight minutes long uh, of people just earnestly sharing a thing that they love. Um, edited down from as long as like uh, some of them were like a three hour interview with people down to what? like eight minutes. That's insane. Um, so what the fuck is wrong with you? Why? Okay. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> You're leaving all that. You're leaving all that good meat on the table just just to get in a moose bouche. Oof. I mean, I don't know. Man. I'm I'm normally know, the man. one who says that size doesn't matter. It's how you use it. You're not normally anything, Alexandra. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I I try to say to normally say. is not an adjective I use to uh, to. Uh, if I had more time, I'd make a shorter podcast. I know. That's why Mark Twain's only on for 20 seconds. <laughs> Mis- misquoting, uh, misquoting uh, you know, Theodore Roosevelt, mis- misquoting, you know, General Patton. Thank you for your service. Now, is, is that the socialist or the teddy bear guy? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> I was trying to do a Merlin man bit and failed. No, it's good. You, I, I like the way you did that because I always like to just point out the bit that I did. I know, uh, I, beautiful, I like know. my mom support the troops. Who's a, who's a, who's a uh, who is a person in an episode that has dropped or not that you're particularly excited to visit with on Enthusiast? Um, one of my favorite episodes was with uh, Nevin Mergen, uh, oh, designer oh. at Panic Inc. Uh, He's also a big food and boy. He talked- big food boy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, he talked about fish sauce um, (laughs) and how it is the greatest ingredient in the world, uh, which is uh, just an utter delight to learn more about. Mark, does it mark? It has a lot of umami, if if memory serves. Is that right? Oh, yeah. It's it's an umami bomb. Mm. Oh, problematic. (laughs) Happy Veterans Day. Mm, Fine. Umami. (laughs) I don't think Alexandra would like a fish sauce. I'm just going to I'm going to speculate here. Oh, no, no. It's uh, way too much flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Are there other, other sorts of slices of white bread that you enjoy now? Well, okay, listen. Mark has, uh, we have supped together on, on occasion when friends were s- still allowed to see each other. And uh, I, what, what, where was it, Mark? We were like at a fancy Italian restaurant and... I don't remember what the place oh, was, gosh. but uh, yeah, yeah. It was some some fancy boy place, yes. It's not the kind of place where Alex could bring their uh, wallet of gift cards. Yeah. Oh, it, it was. Yeah, it was not. <laughs> I think I got a gift not card. Not one for of this. those. I it, I clearly ruined the <laughs> server's night and probably the chef's night of being like, no, no, just plain, just plain. And this was this one of your like uh, order a thing of pasta kind of thing. Oh yes. Like a, isn't your isn't your thing that you like to get like a. Uh, not chips, but just like uh, not raw pasta, but you like you like just like a bowl of unimproved pasta, right? Cor- cor- correct, yep. correct. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I had such fun. I had such fun memories of that. After uh, my grand, my grandma would make uh, spaghetti with red sauce a lot when I was a kid, and there'd be leftover spaghetti at the end. And I had such a strong recollection of just grabbing a fingerful of those out of a sieve and putting salt on it on the cold spaghetti. And oh my god. That's, it instantly takes me back to the 1970s. It's the best. And the other great thing about noodles is that you can use a utensil and nobody looks at you funny. So un- unlike a snack like popcorn, you know, some buttered noodles, mm-hmm. you can use a fork and a spoon and nobody. People might look at you funny if you didn't use a utensil, Ex- actually. Exactly. <laughs> There's so many things like that, Alex. Like, uh, for example, like, it's just, it's such a bummer that you have to put on pants to wear a belt when you like to, like, wear it around your forehead <laughs> like a normal I- person. <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, oh, like Quail Man. Pasta, pasta is a movable feast. Like Quail, Quail. Uh, Mark, do you know who Quail Man? Uh, I, I do not know the Quail Man. <gasps> oh, hmm. wait, how old are you? You don't. I'm apologize. You, you don't. I, I know that you're a youth, but you're not quite as much of a youth as 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 Quinn. But I don't. Quail Man. Hmm. I don't want to give away age opsec, but uh, Doug Funny, it was a Nickelodeon character who, uh, in his fantasy, played a character called Quail Man. And nobody here cares, but I I promise. No, I care. I care intensely. I also, I'm just constantly on guard for locating the most recent neurological incident (laughs) under which you seem to be suffering. And when you talked about, what's this? Doug Face Blast? Quail Quail Man Man. TV. Declare Koi Koi. <laughs> I, I tried playing that game or learning how to play that game and it was not successful. The Summer Wars game? Mm-hmm. The Summer Well, it's a real game. I mean hmm. It's any game real. Mm, exactly. <laughs> if it's too real, it's not really a game that I blow your oh. mind. Oh. Unless it's a sex game involving a Himalayan candle. I, I want to clear your radio energies. <laughs> Alex, does your battery life on your watch suck right now? Yes. Again? Yes. I don't know what happened, Alex. This is the third time it's been fixed slash improved so many times. I mean, this is not the show. But like, I'm just so goddamn mad to wake up and be in the red at like 7.30 in the morning. What is happening? Uh, what am I missing? I, I turned off I turned off hand washing. I've, I'm unpaired, repaired. I've updated many times and things seem fine. And then in the last like couple days, it's gone to garbage again and I don't know why. I have three, well, I guess four now if you count Apple's built-in sleep tracker so i wonder if that could be doing it but aren't aren't they pulling all from the health data i I would be surprised if that's adding a lot of extra load yeah i don't know like there's there's i mean there's a lot of theories that make sense on the face that may or may not be true you know jason snell shared a lot of these when he went public with his battery problems (laughs) um (laughs) he uh he broke his silence as they like to say but um, no, but like it's it's crazy frustrating because like I I buy for example that the hand washing thing could have an effect. I buy I'm saying could not does, but like I buy that the general like listening for noise all the time to like know how loud your environment is. I I buy that. Mm-hmm. I could even buy a runaway process so if I go to my phone and open t- um battery usage or uh, just uh, tile, hours and hours and hours of tile not being able to find any of my shit. Like, that makes sense on my phone. Oh, now I got to... I just for... Uh, Tile can't find shit right now and I'm so goddamn mad. It says, hey, remember to turn your Bluetooth on so I can help you not find things. Wee! There was a Tile sale and I was like, I'm not going to waste money on this because we'll get Apple tags soon. Uh, We're going to get the new ones. I know. I feel the same way. I'm very heavily invested in this. When When they went to making the Pro ones where you could change the battery, I was really excited, but it's just, it's wild. Anyway... Hey, Mark, want to start the show? 
<laughs> Mark, where do people find your enthusiasm? Where's your show? <laughs> it's called The Enthusiast, and it's with Mark Bramhill from the Yoga Position and Macintosh. Where, where do people find that? Uh, the website is enthusiastpodcast.com, and you can find it in any fine podcast app. Uh, Enthusiast starts with an E, correct? <laughs> yes. Okay. If you, if you, I've learned that uh, using it as the name for my show, um, you write it enough times and it, it really stops looking like a word more than <gasps> most things. Right. Plan. And that's Plan. called semantic. Plan. What's it called? Plan. Semantic satiation. Plan. Yeah, that's Plan. it. Plan. Plan. <laughs> it's like flan. Flan. Plan. 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 Sorry. <laughs> I watched it for the fifth time this morning. <laughs> Which sleep. one episode or all, all of them? All of them. Oh, no, no. I, I, what the hell? Really? So I should say I'm referring wow. to the show um, Ted Lasso, which may or may not be related to a challenge we discuss later on. Um, but I've now... Why would it not be related? Everybody knows that's a challenge, don't they? Uh, oh, that's right. I do an intro. <laughs> I always record it last. Hmm. I don't know. Sometimes we change what it's hmm. called. Uh, hmm. Anyway, uh, 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 Ted Lasso. So, yeah, I woke up at, at like 3 a.m. and I was like, you know, there's not a lot of things that can make me happy right now except my 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 human that's right here and the cats that are to, here, but they're asleep. So I'm going to go watch Ted Lasso uh, and, on my iPad and it just fucking made my day again, again. Uh, but I had to stop at the after the scene that we shan't speak of because editor Quinn hasn't I believe hasn't heard it yet. Oh come on! You know I I have here. She's up. She's up. She's up through like eight. Is that right? I think I do not think she has seen the conversation um, between uh, b- between two. When I say the conversation, Jesus. do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, absolutely. Okay. There's very few conversations. No. Uh, the show. Very uh, <laughs> are you are you talking about like him and him and uh, Rebecca? Uh, uh y- yes. Are you talking about the episode of Forgiveness that made me cry over and over and over? I would say that's a spoiler, but that's that's. Are you talking? You talking? You talking about? Describe your uncle. What are you talking I, about? No, describe your. Oh God, I, that's using using that's only. That's the only, same episode. Oh God. Oh. He gets me ice cream. Oh, he gets me ice cream. <laughs> He's furry. <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, oops, I sorry. So I um started pl- accidentally oh. started playing the uh, soundtrack to Ted Lasso, which is also it was it's is amazing. <laughs> I thought Alex had finally become a podcast, <laughs> <laughs> a pure beam of podcast. <laughs> pod, pod, pod. Uh, it, it's <laughs> today's the day. Alex finally became a became the podcast finally finally oh you're like you're like you're like the pinocchio of audio uh-huh. <laughs> ascended to the to a higher plane of podcast you got no fracture <laughs> i do no fracture oh. <laughs> um well you know um we could we could uh, we could get into the thing or we could talk about other things anybody got anything on their mind Oh, I see. There's news and topics. I hadn't noticed that. There are there oh, news and topics. Oh, did you? Oh, that's you. You're, you're, I see your pink one. I'm kissing your cursor. Oh, mm. I'm sorry. That, that's not consensual. I shouldn't that's, touch your cursor. That's uh, I, I wait. Where's my? Cur- oh no, I've put it in the resting area. I've put I Ugh. the official cursor resting area. You're so fucking cucked by Marco. It's sickening. Oh, not by Marco. Uh, definitely cucked by uh, by, by Tiff and hmm. Hmm. This is interesting because I'm trying. Syracuse just wants to be remembered for one <sighs> thing. Is that so much to ask? One thing. It's not so much to ask. It's not so much to ask. It's follow up. Nobody ever said follow up. Mm. 
ever before until 2011. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. When I heard that, you know, I, I just turned 21. I was like, follow up. Follow up. What is follow up? Follow up. Oh, well, I mean, speaking of um, follow up. We have a president elect, according to the news well, and topic. I mean, you know, well, <laughs> do we? <laughs> depend kind of who you listen do we? to. <laughs> He's well within his rights to just make up a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Well within his rights, Turtle Man said stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I have to say, uh, I'm very glad that I was proven very, very wrong. Um, <laughs> but wow. In, ter- in terms of your, uh, in, in terms of one's lack of optimism, the hope that kills you, that kind of I th- thing. I, I, I mean, I thought he was going to run away with it. Um, I mean, the 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 the, the current the, the occupant. current occupant of the, the mm-hmm. White House hashtag not my president hashtag resistance. Um, but but <laughs> wow. I, okay, I'm very bra- I'm very brave. Uh, yeah, it seems, though, that that there may be lawsuits, but they won't be good. And yes, can you believe it's been a week? It feels like it's I mean, again, again with the time. But seriously, like we voted, <clears throat> at least I voted. I turned in. Well, we, we we how does one say election day was just over a week ago as we record this. And it's it's like the journey from Tuesday to Friday. Oh, my God. Has there ever been like a three, four day period that ever felt longer? I, I, yes, but they were one of the, they were like few instances where it was more traumatic. And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize how much actual trauma this election cycle has caused me, let alone people who are far more marginalized than I. And I'm like, how are we not all dead? Like, God, it, oh. The, the human, <laughs> the human nervous system was never, I, I'm not a, I'm not a neuroscientist, but my sense is the human nervous system is we're asking a lot of what our nervous system is normally capable of. We have been for a long time, but like, I don't know, maybe I just need to calm the fuck down. I probably do. But like, it's just it's it's like like I like I've been saying a lot lately It's this combination of constant anhedonia and madness. Like I can't you can't ever be happy for too long. You can't be hopeful for too long and you can't go too long without feeling like you are you are on your last nerve of sanity like you are you are about i mean i always feel like i'm like half a day away from like needing to be like put put away somewhere Mm -hmm. like what what is happening the uh i i feel like i've been kind of coy about it on this show before and i I don't know why but i i have been uh, hospitalized in a psychiatric facility Mm -hmm. before and uh but and that is literally how my brain has felt. Not not I not in a dangerous way. No nobody worry. I mean like literally in the like mm-hmm. chemical imbalance sort of of way. But like you're 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 getting you're getting some kind of signals that this is we're well, you describe it in your words. You feel like you're getting close to like like okay, this is officially becoming too much. Yeah, this like this is my just it's not actually my my breaking point and and like i i know uh that i am going to be fine intellectually and and physically but i it's very strange to have this feeling because i'm i'm also having the feeling of oh this is the first time so many people feel this way and that I I mean I feel like a selfish no I don't feel like a selfish ass I I took care of myself but wow to 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 have these feelings aren't great and especially to have them for the first time 
uh, uh, ooh, ooh, like a lot of my pals are really, well, a lot of the ones who you could apply the the adverb normally to are, are not having a great time even now. How how are you doing, Mark? You know, uh, it's it's something where I feel, leading up to it, I felt overconfident <laughs> going into the election night um, that it would be Democrats would win. Uh, more races than they did. Uh, and the result that Biden won isn't that surprising to me, but uh, it's... <laughs> the fact that it's even slightly close, a little bit surprising. <laughs> that It's something which is more frustrating, just that like it is hard to, as a uh, challenger to an incumbent, it is hard to ask for a better <laughs> argument that you could make for... Uh, being for replacing someone, you know, like this, this should have been an easier, like a slam dunk. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the environment that we, that's, you know, <clears throat> the environment that we're in right now in a million ways is like it. And again, that's the madness to me is like, how, I, I mean, I know uh, JD Vance is out there and economic anxiety <laughs> and stuff, but like, it's just, it's so crazy. And then like, then the, 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 uh, the icing on the madness cake is that, some of the biggest gains the Republican candidate got, uh, you know, election over election were in, if, if, I believe this is correct. I have to check this, but I've heard it said that the biggest gains that he saw were in places where COVID is the most rampant and sometimes deadly. Yeah. Which is both insane, but also like to some degree makes sense to me. Um, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. If you, if you just put on your, you know, your, Alice in Wonderland filter, like everything yeah. makes sense, but like it's, you know, everything's up is down. You know, it's like they say in England, every, you know, public is private, up is down. Everything's, it's nuts. I don't know. It makes, I I, I don't want to seem like I was the, the woke oracle, but it felt like it made sense because I mean, nothing to his, his base, nothing has changed in four years or, or their mindset of how the world should be has not changed. They, they feel like if like as much as they still experience losses as the party in power and further decay of their, of their culture and beliefs, I think a lot of the feeling is, can you imagine how much worse it would be if Mr. Mr. Trump, sir, wasn't there? Ex- exactly. And the fact that not only got COVID, but recovered so quickly and i i mean mm-hmm. people see see the way that we make fun of his sniffing um i i don't know why i was doing this to myself it wasn't wholesome um uh, i was just watching like some alt-right streamers like they were kind of like the steven crowder type you're still on your journey to understand joe Rogan. i, I true at this point this is the worst journey ever but, okay, it's it's not just that now it's like how could Spotify. It's like trying to find the least bad tasting dog well, shit. <laughs> I'm getting close. I can feel it. Oh, God, this is bad. I, this one's not good. Okay. Well, <laughs> all three of us. Somebody explain it to me on the internet. All right. All Where do I find good tasting dog food? I feel like all three of us are inf- invested in Spotify and the success of podcasting going forward and i just keep going back to wow spotify sure seems pretty evil and i don't want it to be and why would you invest so much money into this man and i i don't i want to just understand like 
I I under I I don't know. I bummed myself out. I, is this a bit? Is this a bit, Alex? Because I, I I don't want to be the one to have to bring down this tower of dog poop for you. But is this honestly a thing that you're actively like you're trying to? Under, is this something you're really seeking to understand? I'm uh, at least with the like the the Joe Rogany type s- stuff because you know, you know when when someone on the far right or you know a straight straight up Nazi talks about how um it's like a, a uh, oh, look at look at how he's he's sniffing. I bet you know he's he's really fighting against something. Or oh, I wonder if George Soros has drugged him. And and like I can I can see how people get get there in a twisted, sad way. Uh, a lot going on as you <laughs> would you mm-hmm. would. Say, I mean, but I, I, it's a, there's a danger in life of locating too many skeleton keys because some things that feel like a skeleton key. Sorry, that's a that's a term from. A long time ago. A skeleton key was a kind of key that would match lots of different locks and answer lots of questions. Um, and I think like, I think it's easy to, for somebody like me in particular to go like, oh, this explains everything. Um, like for example, in the Slack, in a Slack that you and I are in, Alex, we were, we were just talking about, you know, is it that the president is just trying to be difficult by not giving Biden and his people access to briefings? Or is it potentially, I, I don't think this is that weird. Is it potentially that he, there, maybe not him in particular, but folks inside the gatekeepers know that once Biden has full access to the intelligence community, mm-hmm. there's going to be all kinds of shit that just comes going to be like Fibber McGee's closet, another very old reference. But it's, it's, there's so much like that's, I don't think that's difficult to understand. I think in the case, I think there's two skeleton keys here, and I'm, I'm happy to be talked out of this. One of them is that Joe Rogan is an everyman. I think to the people who enjoy what he does, uh, he's seen as an everyman, a curious everyman, and who is, as our friend used to say, just asking the question. I think he comes off as a seeker who, uh, you know, is, is genuinely curious and wants, wants answers to questions in life that, that seem really difficult. And like, I don't know, I don't think he's a serious person, but like, I think that's that appeals to a lot of people to go like, oh, well, you know, he's not really one way or another. He's not ideologically tied to these different things, setting aside the range of things that he about which he is curious, which I guess is a conversation for another day. But go and then for part two, the second skeleton key on my uh, key ring challenge is like, look at look at how Facebook succeeds. Go look at what the top stories are every day. One thing, like, people on all sides, find people on both mm-hmm, sides are feel very strongly mm-hmm. and passionately about things. But. I think, I think anger and outrage, and really like hyper masculine outrage sells extremely well for people on the right. I don't, I don't think that's that difficult to understand. They love this macho bullshit. They love they love their whole narrative that they are the underdogs and the ants are always trying to take away the boots, you know, coal mining job. And it's like I think that really sells with people, and that kind of anger and passion definitely sells with people like me too. But I'm I'm a pussy. Like I'm not I'm not out there like talking about how fucking hard I am all the time, because I'm not. <laughs> but I I does that does that am I getting anywhere near? Is that does that make sense? Like. People, people like feeling angry together, and they like this this curious seeker, this very wise, this you know, this 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 Buddha of the of the Shurs, <laughs> <laughs> who like they see as their like their intelligent, curious man. I don't know. I'm gonna stop talking now. Say something. Well, you, I would agree, except he changes. Like you know what? Actually, I think you're you're right in that. Maybe it's just the uh, the like 
toxic masculine performance and that's all it is because his uh, he changes his mind about thing so often like it it feels like uh i wish i remember who said this he changes his mind or changes his focus or something else uh oh i well both oh um like that lovely clip of like oh yeah there's this corruption hey remember when that uh guy got hit by a dog that was or got bitten by a dog that was funny (laughs) ha 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 someone was kicked in the balls ha 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 also america's going to shit but but like his i guess not his ideology but like it's, things go in his brain and out the other like he's open minded to a point that i just i i, I don't know let's stop talking about joe rogan and i'll <laughs> what do you what do you think mark are you on a journey to understand joe rogan the radio man i am i am really not He's, he's an even larger radio man than you, with all respect. His his radio is much larger. That's like the other thing. He's not an everyman. He is everywhere and has so much money, which is fine. Like, you're saying he's, he's Whitney Houston. He's every woman. Is that what you're saying? What are you saying? Are you miss Are you are you Miss Houstoning him? Oh no, no! I would never right. steal Miss Jackson. If you're nasty, I would never steal her her valor. No, 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 no. Well, I think I just put seven hats on nine yeah. hats. <laughs> You know what we really need? You know what we really need? We need a balm for our time. We need a salve. We need something to come along. We need a Trojan horse. We do need something to come, yeah. Mm-hmm. You do that. You do that. We need a Trojan horse that comes along and gives us access to uh, emotions that we didn't know we had anymore. We need something that can explore our vulnerabilities. And, and much like the deep on the boys, you know, have its gills explored in a way that might kill it. We need Ted Lasso. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was... Challenge! Oh, Dig Dug. Challenge <laughs> of challenges. Um, this show is a challenge. This show challenges what media and how sh- pe- like humans should be. Oh, God, it's so good. Um, all right, this is far... <laughs> it's such a delight. Um, yeah. No, I and it's, it's something where... Um, the it's a show that like it really captures a sense of joy and optimism and hope that uh is not in a lot of media i feel like could, could we have a shared opening remark here i would like you guys to i want you guys to collaborate with me on something if i can may the challenge basically it's a MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. the idea is we needed something we want something to talk about and uh, we wanted a reason to talk about ted lasso which understandably everybody's talking about but um and it will in a minute we'll talk about the the MacGuffin for ted lasso but i want you to go with me on my journey which is mm-hmm. let's let's off the dome what are some i'm going to say tv shows it could be other things but like what are some media things that really popped during the COVID times, I think Tiger King would be one that I will always remember as being a thing. That came. What are some other things that really popped before we get into Ted Lasso? Other things that came along that you maybe aren't perfect for the time. Maybe they're good for the time. But maybe you'll just remember them as, oh, man, I watched that so many times. Right. That was a thing that was top of mind for me during COVID. I'm going to start with Tiger King. What do you guys think? Uh, other ones why why fish don't exist a book by lulu miller uh although i recommend the audiobook and the show shits creek especially the final season oh yeah 
I still need to read Why Fish Don't Exist. I'm very excited for that. Um, but I'm trying to think, honestly, some of the stuff that I've been seeing has mostly just been like uh, filling in dumb comedies that uh, people make references to a lot that I've not seen before. Um, and so there's been a lot of really stupid films that I've been watching. Um, but nothing particularly current. <laughs> I think, um, I mean, uh, this is going to sound really dark, but I mean, um, I think, I, I don't know which part of the COVID times and election times we're in right now. It's hard to, uh, until the book is done, you you don't really know what chapter you're in or which mm -hmm. book you're in. Um, I really, I really hope that this is the first part of uh, Deathly Hallows, <laughs> oh. <laughs> not the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> but anyhow, read another book. Um, no, but I, I'm gonna say another one. Just recently is uh, the 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 good uh, Nexium one, which I also think is not now that it's over. I think it's not actually that good. We'll talk about that in a future episode. But like, I, I, the reason I, I mention all this is like there are the things that are. This is a really uh, false dichotomy, but follow me there are the things that are a kind of pure escapism in some ways like you know there are things like there are the things that you watch because they they kind of transport you away and they're the kinds of things like i've rewatched hypernormalization probably three times in the last few months because it's the, one of the most difficult things that i can watch not just because it's gross and sad but because it really challenges my ideas about uh, you know, empiricism, <laughs> but uh, the, I think what you're getting at, if I could say, and I'll throw it here, throw it here, Mark, is like, who fucking could have guessed that a, a very funny commercial from years ago <laughs> would be such a Trojan horse for so many different things? It starts as one kind of show, it turns into another kind of show. Each episode improbably, improbably gets better and deeper without ever sac sacrificing the seriously huge like big dumb laughs but like mm -hmm. those last like three or four episodes are just 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 tear me apart doesn't that feel isn't that part of what makes it unusual is just that it's 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 such a it's such a spoonful of sugar for like some some more sugar <laughs> but wrapped in a little bit of medicine and in the end you're like god people can be good and we can forgive each other yeah it just came at the right time for me it's it's a show that feels like similar to how I felt at least during its run about The Good Place, um, a show about like how to be a good, kind, caring person. It, I feel like it also acknowledges both how easy that can be and highlighting that and also some of the ways in which it can be difficult to do that in a way that truly is uh, like meaningful and more than just kind of wanting to do the nice thing um that sometimes it it's hard to do that um i feel like i'm being very inarticulate about this um <laughs> mark you're on a show with me you'll never be the most inarticulate one <laughs> if you're trying to pitch this to somebody and, and like not just be like, like for example i think sarah marshall said this on on the latest oh my god the latest you're wrong about where she talks about how resistant she is to watching a show the more other people talk about it. I'm like, I totally get that. Mm -hmm. But it is it is kind of is it is hilarious and wonderful that there are people every day I see more people pop up and go, I was so goddamn sick of people talking about this fucking show and now it's the best thing I've ever watched. And they're like, Oh, that's that's really cool. Not because like we win, but because I'm just glad you got to bring that into your life and find a place for that. But like it's it's that it's also that when you when you try to describe in like brainy ways 
as many people have. So, like when you're done watching the show and you listen to a podcast and somebody says, "Well, oh, it's really interesting. Ted Lasso is really a study in how you and there's a certain there's a certain kind of very boisterous, exuberant masculinity that is is so confident and useful and dad-like without being condescending or without being ugly. Like you can be a man or you can you can be however you are. You can express as I think as they as he and Coach Beard like to say masculine properties mm-hmm. without being gendered as male. Like that you try to describe it as someone go, yeah, not like that orange Cheeto. And you're like, see, now you're already making it not fun. It's more <laughs> that there's this guy who is totally, totally fine with how incompetent he is in some ways. Not incompetent, but how unaware he is. But like he buoys everybody around him because and, and ends up in a kind of viral way, way spreading human possibility mm-hmm. to people because you can't you can't grind him down and he's not going to let you there's only so far he will let you lower yourself just look at Trent Krim the independent <laughs> i mean it's like and well so when you, what i'm trying to say is like when you try to if you were to try and pitch that to somebody who goes oh so wait a minute this is that guy who's in the basket the round ball rock sketch with Tim Robinson on SNL. Is that what you're telling me? He's like, it's like, yeah, it's Jason Sudeikis. And he's like the, probably the best TV character we've seen in a decade. (laughs) And he has another coach who's also coach and they go from Kansas to a fake soccer team (laughs) and everybody hates him and and calls him uh, football. Football's life. What do they call him? Uh, Uh, Gaffer. Twat. Oh, wanker. Oh, (laughs) wanker. That's it. That's it. So when you try to pitch it to somebody, you sound like an idiot. And you're like, oh, God, you're really overthinking a TV show. And just for what it's worth, Mark, that's that's very much – I like The Good Place quite a lot. But, like, for me, that's Parks and Rec. Like, to me, Parks and Rec, my all-time, at this point anyway, all-time comfort viewing show is, like, just the, the keening desire to be a useful person and, like, to find a place where you're useful and, yeah, maybe where you can be loved, but where, like, you can be put to good use – in the best kind of Christian way, like you find a usefulness, you find a, you are a vessel for trying to make the world better. I mean, I've been calling this healthy masculinity the show, uh, but this <laughs> morning I listened to that podcast that you sent us. Uh, with Brene Brown? Yeah, yeah. And she, I love her. She's a great interview. I love that episode so She's a little over the top. She's a little bit much at what she's doing. <laughs> I, I, she's she's well. She, okay, we get it. You don't need to talk about all your research all the time. That's okay. The she, she's just a big old. Uh, she's she's like Hermione turned up to eleven. I know. Read another book. <laughs> she's a little bit try a little bit of a try hard. <laughs> but but I mean, Jason. Um, we we, we should say this show w- w- was based on. Oh, you you said that it was based on a commercial that Jason Sudeikis and it's based on a TV commercial. Apple bought the rights to yep. that. The commercial is legit funny. It is. Oh my god! And Coach Beard is so little and skinny in it. Oh. He's so young. <laughs> He's a baby. Oh. And so he, the two of them, Jason is the main. Jason Sudeikis is the main dude, but I think Coach Beard, whose name is Brendan Hunt, I want to say, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. he's like a co-writer, co-creator, like person. I don't think he's the showrunner, but yeah, they, they, it's a very much a collaboration. They don't have a showrunner. That I believe it's the two of them uh, are co. They're like co. You know what? I don't know. That's interesting. I'd like to know that. There's another name in the executive producer thing I didn't recognize, but I, I love what they said in that. I I really love what they had to say. Uh, yeah, uh, just so they, they're so thoughtful 
in, in, in the way that they kind of talk about the process without it being masturbatory, but like talking about this sort of rock tumbler that ideas go through to figure out, you know, how best to be polished and presented. And it's it's thoughtful without being too overthinky. In, in some ways, to be honest, a little bit like a Mike Schur show, really. Like that kind of thoughtfulness about how these pieces fit together. The thing that Jason Sudeikis said that made me, my ears really per- perk up um, was, I, I think he said something like, I mean, the show has a lot of uh, feminine energy. And then go, he was like, oh, and I don't mean feminine mm-hmm. and masculine. And uh, like, exactly. I don't believe exactly. uh, he basically said, I don't believe in gender. And I'm like, oh, hello, Jason. I, I'm here for you even more <laughs> than I thought I was. But that's I mean, God, what a. I, I know Apple is problematic, but there's something to be said oh for God. trusting creative people that, and throwing yep, money yep, at yep, them. Yep. Because it's kind of cool though that he that like as Brene Brene Brown kept pressing him on like okay so what's going to happen in season two and episode three <laughs> I love the fact that in particular Jason Sudeikis called out like when you work with somebody like Apple you know you don't really don't want to get over your skis in terms of yeah. information yeah. also love the direct acknowledgement that even they don't know how many people are watching the show because mm-hmm. Apple will not tell mm-hmm. them yeah I guess that's a negotiating tool but. I, I would just say that a show that was not even done airing that already has a commitment to two more seasons must be doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Mark, how did you find this show? Like, w- were you like me where I just kept sawing it, sawing it? Oh, boy. I was sawing it in, ha- uh, in half, um, and then I kept seeing it on Apple TV. And it's not that I don't like Jason Sudeikis. It, it was just kind of like... Why? Why would you watch it? Like you look at that. Exactly. You look at that mug up uh, with that blue background. You're like, why the fuck would I watch this? Mm-hmm. Looks terrible. Yeah. Why would I watch a show about an American soccer coach in England and all the people who hate him? Why would I click? I don't think I've seen uh, something where Jason Sudeikis is a likable character um, before. Maybe I've missed important films or things that he's been in. But um, are you saying that when he? Pre- portrayed joe biden our perhaps presidential elect <laughs> that you didn't okay oh, all right i'm sorry continue sorry for interrupting mm-hmm. uh, can I, am i gonna get canceled for that i, I don't know <laughs> i don't know sorry for interrupting um but i i was planning on watching it actually before um hearing like too much about if it was any good um just because my dad is British. He grew up in Liverpool before moving to the U.S. uh, when he was in his late 20s. You mean Um, like where the Beatles are? Yeah. George Harrison (laughs) was his meat delivery boy. Uh, Of course, that meant absolutely nothing because it was just a... okay. Wow. Is that a euphemism? No. All right. All right. (laughs) He worked at the butcher shop down the road. I got my meat set on you. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) Hello, hello, hello. What's all this thing? He worked at the butcher shop down the road, but uh, that doesn't mean anything because it's just some teenager showing up with your order. So, what is oh, your at your, your dad like? I'm guessing probably like like my age. Like, what? Uh, he's oh, he just turned sixty four. So, uh, then oh, that's that's to, ironical to, to keep going with the Beatles. But yeah, so so his his probably his family members were probably like in the what shipping industry, right? Um, I don't. Isn't it wasn't like a big ship like a big port town? It's, it is a big shipping place. N- none of uh like. His parents didn't work in that, but I honestly don't know. They like grandparents might have. Um, but so if it was the Hunger Games, the district would be represented by like a Hofner base <laughs> and a boat, <laughs> uh, more or less. Yes. Uh, 
Um, a second wife who was into landmines. Um, um, but uh, then he... <laughs> the, 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 the cost of ownership on that joke was not great. Anyway, anyway, England, England. And so uh, that's... Uh, and what's the song? The Jerry and the Pacemaker song. He loves soccer, uh, fa- uh-huh. uh, football, um, footy, mm-hmm. as he calls it. Um, oh, that's then, so... Uh, oh, that's, that's so cute. <laughs> and uh, then... Uh, it's something I, I have never been into sports like uh, many wow. tech really uh, folks. Um, <laughs> it's not my thing. Um, they tried to get me to play soccer as a kid, and uh, I got very good at figuring out where the ball was going to go and going in the exact opposite direction because I was afraid of getting watch kicked. Watch it, watch it. Um, it's gonna move. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, it's something where. My dad loves watching uh, soccer, and it's something that I never really could get very into. Um, but I was excited that it's like, okay, there's a show that's going to be about this that feels like it'll be potentially up his alley. And so uh, I wanted him to try watching it too. And then it turned out that it was actually good. <laughs> um, right. And it, I don't know, it wound up being something where I was able to learn more about this thing that's important to him that was like it gave you like a way into this yeah. part of your relationship that's really cool that's super cool and suddenly i was able to like he was able to explain like different things about like ways in which uh, co- uh ted's coaching style does and doesn't reflect on like uh other real coaches that uh he thinks are particularly impressive and like you know these elements are really like uh, this player is probably inspired by uh, this real person and uh, like talking about oh, the wow. different strategies and things. So it was like actually really delightful. And uh, he feels like the exact right target audience as a British expat. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, then being able to really uh, just deeply commiserate with uh, the the feeling of two cultures not entirely lining up. <laughs> um, and uh, I think... That has been especially uh, meaningful about the show uh, beyond just the like how fun and delightful it is. Oh, that- so so unexpected. Well, listen, we got a challenge for this. And as far as I'm concerned, we could throw it out the window. I don't know if we have time to do a proper Jason Snell style draft. <laughs> I'm open to what y'all want to do. We could do a straight draft or we could just talk about characters we wish were on our emotional team. That are diamond dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Draft your diamond dogs. Diamond dogs. We get jackets. They, well, so the 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 uh, you, you know me. It's always two things with me. The, the notion was well, one of the reasons to talk about Ted Lasso. We thought it'd be fun to do a draft. And my I, my idea uh, that I, I actually like this idea better than the draft per se. Um, so much of what makes this show again. I got there's that one episode with the forgiveness. Uh, it's like what the second to last, third to last episode. Yeah, the I watched it by myself one oh. night, and then watched it again the next night with 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 Madeline. And like, I liked it a hundred times better because like, I, it really came together for me. The incredibly obvious like theme of being like forgiveness is so healing, and when you forgive somebody, it makes them more likely to forgive somebody else, mm-hmm. and that becomes this transformative thing. And so the, the idea is, yes, let's talk about that last. So B, let's maybe do a draft. But my idea was, if you were to know that you are in imminent danger of some kind of a breakdown, <laughs> draft a team of people from Ted Lasso to be there with you and get you through your meltdown. I mean, that's kind of how I thought about it. Yeah, I, I love that as the challenge. 
I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it just like we we're already at an hour. We maybe we could just go through some folks that like have special resonance for us in terms of their arc or what they would. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I'm happy to do it as a, a draft where we're competing on it, or as a <laughs> uh, just going through. Uh, whatever y'all want to do. You created a spreadsheet, and I, I... I'm ready to throw it out the window. I think we should just talk about the characters a little bit. Or, you know, we could also... Let's talk about a little bit here. We could carry it over into the after show as well, but, like, we still have to do an after show, and it's been an hour, so I just don't want to go <laughs> crazy long. Can, can I just say who would absolutely be my f- first pick? How about Okay, how about this? We each pick, and it's it's not exclusive. We each get to pick one person. We'll talk more about this in the after show. Does that work for you guys? Yes. Sure. Who goes first? Our guest. Go for it, Mark. Or Alex. Alex, you sound like you got one in the in the chamber. Let's hear who it is. Who, who's your who are, Who's your person? Oh, Rebecca. I mean. <gasps> oh. oh my God! You're dipping a toe back into the lady pool. The- huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rebecca! The last shot of the show. Oh. The dumbest bit from the first episode it becomes the most amazing mm-hmm. callback in the last shot of the mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to be fizzy. This <laughs> tea's horrible. <laughs> Talk about Rebecca. Rebecca, the recently divorced, ashamed woman. She's so ashamed her terrible, terrible husband, who's like you know, like we used to say on uh, on the incomparable. Um, as Jason and people like to say, um, in most Miyazaki movies, uh, the only enemy is weather. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) There's not a lot of like strict bad guys in this. And even that guy is not the worst of bad guys, but he's, he's definitely the baddie. He's been cheating on his wife in public forever. Mm -hmm. And now, but boy, talk about a character arc. Jesus. And I mean, at the the beginning though, we, I mean, it's like a half spoiler horn, I guess. Like, beep, beep. Um, uh, the yeah, uh, <laughs> goose, <laughs> the spoiler goose. But, I mean, in the in the pilot, Re- Rebecca comes off like total, like the shrill, angry lady executive, and obviously that. But she, but she is com- she is composed. But I do like that they let the cat out of the bag almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Of like, this is not a spoiler. It's in the first ten oh, minutes. Yeah, yeah. The only thing her her terrible ex husband. The only thing he cares about is this soccer team. And she's going to do everything she can to fuck it up. It's the flimsiest of premises. Like, it's basically a Three Stooges sketch. But, like, it's fine to get us rolling with everything we need for this show to happen. But I don't know if she's thrill, shrill, but she's definitely, like, not very likable. And she's, she's such a perfect super English foil for Ted. You know, that kind of overly civil, but still, like, she's so civil, but she's still so nasty. You know what I mean? Well, and, yeah, and... and... But she's also so reasonable, and it, it's at some point um, she realizes the it, not the opposite, but some um, the the thing you just talked about in tandem that like when you f- forgive someone, they're more likely to forgive someone else. But also, if you apologize to somebody, they're more likely to apologize to. To, to someone else and a lot of her yeah she's basically she's basically like the grinch in some ways yeah yeah like she she got this way for a reason probably but like her heart grew three sizes that day you know what i mean like she the the way that she became that she's coming through and if you've ever been divorced it's not a super lot of fun 
but you you have these very you have your you can be very like very cranky and but also very vulnerable like weirdly vulnerable in ways you don't expect mm -hmm. and like that she has she finds a way like for that vulnerability to be something that she doesn't drywall over but instead kind of leans into through somebody like Keely especially mm -hmm. who's like you said here like is able to like you know she's stinky she used to be fun stinky used to be mm -hmm. fun with sassy smurf <laughs> and like like how does she find access to that person she used to be the one who like wanted to sing through the door to Nora oh my god my heart is breaking uh. But yeah, that's a that's a really good pick. Well, and it it also is specifically because she we we see not only that she used to be fun, but she she she's also still a not just a good person, but an incredibly capable person. And there mm, there's that yeah. one scene where um it it's at the at the nightclub and someone has a panic attack which is that oh is literally the best oh. portrayal of a panic attack on screen i've ever seen like you yeah. you it just takes you over you mm -hmm. yep it and she knew in my opinion exactly how to help this person during a panic attack and yes. there's the that this scene kind of moves into like everybody saying like the team's hanging out they're all saying goodbye for the night and i i don't know just the way that she interacts with the folks around her and the way that she grows to respect people and i i, I hadn't really thought and she's always still her but she's always still her own person mm -hmm. even as she evolves to be a different kind of person she seems very true to herself. Yeah, she's still a bitch, and it's awesome. <laughs> sure. Well, maybe I've got you wrong about on the brain right now in this particular arc about Princess Diana. But in some ways, when we say stuff like, oh, yeah, like me going, oh, gosh, you know, she kind of ghosted Nora, or her goddaughter. But I wonder if it's a little bit like being royalty, where, like, she ended up giving up a lot of her life to that horrible man who treated her so badly, like certain other princesses. And, like, now it's it's going to be a long process of reengaging in something that's not being stuck on a pedestal at Balmoral. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, uh, I, I want Rebecca for for my panic attacks. Uh, who, who's next? M Mark Merlin. Wait, wait, hang on, hang on, Alex. Favorite scene. Favorite scene. Is it the nightclub? What's your What's your favorite? What's your favorite uh, Rebecca mm, moment? Do you have one? The first apology. With the man in the beard. With the man in the beard. The base the, man. The oh no no um <laughs> the, the goatee. The the. He. I love the yes. How many fucking kids do you have? <laughs> <laughs> and what's the remark what's the remark about the son who's a priest what does the mom say oh I when don't... you strayed from the flock oh, or yeah. something like oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry father <laughs> uh, um okay so you can't say because of quinn related issues this is like when you listen to desert island discs and they can only play part of the uh, song <laughs> because they don't have the yeah, rights yeah <laughs> I, I i find it incredibly like unironic w without a joke brave when you are vulnerable enough to apologize sincerely to someone without excuses and not to get out of trouble but to yeah. make it yes right. that's such a that's such a big thing and and so her her first uh big apology um which which actually the can you just text me and tell me who the fuck you're talking about i'm sorry i i'm i'm just text me, Quinn. Don't don't look at my text. Don't don't don't. <laughs> Just do it. Do it in the do it in the mail. Welcome to Mark and Tosh channel. <laughs> I was proud of that name. Is that you? Is that you? Me. That's um... good. That's good, Alex. <laughs> oh, when she finally finds the stones to fess up. That walk from yeah. her office uh, to the to the team 
like their locker room. Yeah. Well, also oh. she can't bring herself to do it. The instant dithering that she goes into is like, oh shit, I so recognize that. Oh, what about look look that up? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, 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 Rebecca, we were talking about. Hey, Mark, uh, who's your person? I had a really hard time figuring out who I would pick first because there are so many people who I. The problem with the draft pick. is you have to I be know. strategic. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, strategically. Uh, my first pick is Keely Jones. Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. No kidding. Yeah. She was my second. Yeah. Whoa. The Asian pastime of karaoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. When Roy, when Roy, when he said, what do we do tonight? We go, no, we're not going back to the fucking hotel. We're going to go rub their fucking face in this. And he extends his hand. Where are we going to go? Extends his hand. Keely gets up on the bench. Is that not one of the great <laughs> moments? That is just so Another delightful. brilliant Taking a throwaway, fun, like um, absurd bit, because you know that starts with Rebecca asking what they should do for dinner, mm-hmm. and her misunderstanding, thinking Keely's talking to her, but it's actually Keely on the TV a decade ago talking uh. to her. <laughs> Perfect for steak. Keely, wow, good one. Yeah, she's just so. She sees the best in all the people around her and is like I feel like would be such a good cheerleader of like uh, you are good and pointing those things out and just in a way that isn't kind of patronizing or annoying or whatever like that it's just um, and I think my favorite scene um, for that I was thinking of in picking her is um, when uh, Rebecca is saying the gives an oddly specific uh, <laughs> detail of uh, photographers uh, getting photos of you sunbathing uh, in off the coast in Greece or something like that, uh, and then Keely insists on like you have to show me these photos. Oh, we can. I feel is, like yeah. uh, all right. It's full on, full on spoiler horn. Uh, but but. Re- so you're you're talking about when Rebecca uh, re- reveals that the paparazzi got a shot of her naked on yeah. a, a boat, yep. right? Okay, okay. <laughs> yes, trying to yeah. And how does Keely react? Keely reacts by being like, "How they turn out? Yeah, how they turn out? I want to see these." <laughs> and just be just being like, "Holy shit, Rebecca, you've got such beautiful breasts." <laughs> well, you, just, you can, it's, it's difficult to be a just boy. She's just at the edge of like she's not as young as she used to be and maybe now she's more of an influencer than an actress Mm -hmm. and that kind of gig you're not going to do great by not wondering how the photo of you in the tablet turned out. Like, that's your job now. She, and so and at one point, Rebecca's like, what, what is it that you do again? I'm sort of famous for being almost famous. Almost famous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so timely. Yeah. And, but she's there. But she's also not like the generic Manic Pixie Dream Girl, exactly. It's just an element of that, for sure. Especially with Roy, I would say. Mm-hmm. Boy, fucking Jamie. Uh, just when you think you can't redeem Jamie at the end yeah the army man holy Mm. shit but but like she is kind of there to like I don't know do you think she's a manic pixie dream girl no not even kind of I mean Mm -hmm. maybe that's because 
she has her own journey. You feel like she's not just there yeah. to make the make the man uh, complete his journey. If you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I I was actually I immediately thought, oh, this is the character who I didn't see her as a manic pixie dream girl, but I'm like, this is probably the character that uh, doesn't have an arc, and not that that's always a, a bad thing. Right. She's just the, she's just the sassy kind of cute girl yeah. with the butt, and you're like, oh yeah, that's gonna be that's you know obviously Jamie there's a little bit of a kind of a feint here where like it seems like Jamie will Jamie's an important character but he's not the important character it looks like he'll be at first right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but she's she's I uh, got a favorite uh, got a favorite moment Mark the the niece yeah that's that's it's got to be out oh, there oh god yeah. it's just such a I, I didn't hear I didn't hear anything in there about you being a footballer uh, oh god <laughs> Jesus, and then Roy, his expressions. God, I love that guy's face. Yeah, he's a fucking comedian. Yeah, he. Oh, he's he's in. A, I didn't realize he was one of the writers on the show too. Yeah, like, yes, oh exactly. Gosh. But also sitting in my overcast right now is uh, he also has a podcast because uh, he's a fucking comedian, and he has uh, Rebecca on the uh, actress, the wonderful actress who plays Rebecca on his podcast. Oh my goodness. Ugh. All right, Merlin. Can I, can I do mine? Then we'll go to after show. Yeah. Yep. 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 Let's do it. I, you guys, I completely copped out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> do, I'm so nope, fucking do it. Basic. Do it. No, I got to do it. Like the, what is the show without the most important character, Nate the Great? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I turned it. No, you did. Nate. Yep. Nate. Nate, the- Nate is the fucking heart and soul. Mm-hmm. Not in the cliche way, but like the heart is in the heart and the soul is in the soul of of the fucking show. And the moment, well, I don't want to spoil it, but, you know, he has, there's that moment where there's a misunderstanding in a late episode about what's happening. Why is somebody else cleaning up the clubhouse? And that moment when the blinds go (gasps) up and the little procession comes out. Uh, I could, you know, me and my kids on TikTok all the time. There are very, there were, but there were a few moments where I, I, I got her to join me on the journey. And she's like, that was Amazing, oh. like that. That, and of course, the last special when everybody lines up to get the football player. <laughs> but that, that's like, oh my god, that was so smart. I'm like, right? But like, Nate, Nate is there from the beginning. Yeah, get off the pitch, get off the pitch. But he's like the lowest from the very beginning. Talk about a journey. Yeah, the show starts. So what we're talking about here is a character named Nathan who is like, in the states we'd call him probably an equipment manager. He's mm-hmm. basically like the Max Fisher character. He's a bat boy. Bat boy. Well, yeah, but like, you know, the kind of guy, like, like basically Max Fisher to the, uh, is it the football team or like Bobby Hill, like the towel boy? Like he's, he, he basically cleans up the clubhouse and is the butt of all the jokes. Everybody's terrible to him. He is, um, do we think Indian, Pakistani background? Probably. I think he says Indian his uh, family's from Pakistan. Yeah. Yeah. Pakistan. Okay. Well, everybody, everybody, he is the low man on the totem pole and everybody's terrible to him. And guess what? The coaches arrive from Kansas, and they they and, and Ted asks him a question he doesn't really have any context for. When he says, he says something like "Who are you?" and I think he's he says "I'm nobody." He says, well, "What's your name?" And it's like nobody's ever asked my name. And 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 there's a great beat, like a pause, and then Ted goes like, "Oh, whenever you're ready, you can tell me what your name is." <laughs> it's like my name's Nathan, and he starts calling him Nathan. His name, nobody calls him by his name, and then he gives him a nickname. He calls him Nate the Great, and he's genuinely interested in what he has to say. And there's a very pivotal, many pivotal scenes. This guy is so fucking dedicated to this team and this game. And we don't ever really realize how much he's dedicated to that game until, like fucking everybody, he gets elevated by exposure to this, not just these, these men, this man. He's exposed to this new idea about, about how, how you can kind of live. And it elevates him. And he finds, he finds 
Ted makes him find a voice in a scene that I think should go down mm-hmm. in history. <laughs> <laughs> do you wax? Do you wax your pubes? Because <laughs> you're playing like a fucking Brazilian. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you? Are you? Are you a pussy? <laughs> It's so brilliant. And then, but of course, that's coming right after Ted is melt. We're not, we haven't got into Ted and his fraught relationship with his family and like, you know, having to deal with this loss at a distance. We eventually, no spoilers. Nate the Great. What a fucking great show, everybody. You know, I know you're sick of hearing about it, but give it a throw. We'll put, uh, we'll have a link in notes where you can watch it on Apple TV. And uh, if that's, if that's too much trouble for you, because you're looking at fucking TikTok and Ricky Montgomery or whatever the hell his name is, if that's, if you can't, if you can't be asked because you're listening to Ludo while you watch TikTok, we'll also put the original uh, commercial in the notes. Because it is, it's also fun how that got kind of repurposed. Some of the bits mm-hmm. from the commercial got repurposed. I didn't notice that the first <laughs> We're gonna time. We're going to fight to, to whether we win or lose or draw. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to play all four quarters. Two halves. <laughs> Out of touch. <laughs> the, the one failing of this show is there's far few, uh, fewer ball jokes than there, there are. <laughs> there should be. Ball, 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 balls. Oh, balls, ball balls, jokes. Balls, as, in, as in testicles. As in, as in what you photograph because you got your live photo mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Now, do they call them balls there or do they have a different funny name for them? Oh, I don't they got a different funny name for everything. You know Mark, what I'm saying? Mark, you're the anglophile. Yeah, you're the anglophile. You got you got you got you get a torch on your lorry, and then and then do you fondle your balls? Do you collect your balls? Do you have a manager for your balls? Do you manage your balls, Mark? Be honest. Don't overthink it. Uh, Thanks for coming on, Mark. 